Nice. Uh, was it Buzz with your cuz over there? Yeah. Yeah. This is my last shirt. I had two of them. One got a little, uh, you know, hung up in the laundry. I'll call it that. <laughs> so I have to reorder. So, uh, hey guys, welcome to Chef Grace's Place. Today I have Teresa and Cam from the channel Flour, Eggs, and Yeast. How you doing? How you doing? Hi. Good. You Thanks guys are in Orlando area? Yeah. Florida? Yeah, Central Florida. Mm -hmm. It's cool. nice. I'm yeah. down in South Florida, so. There you go. There we go. Are you guys originally from Florida? No. No, we're from uh, New Jersey originally. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shut this interview. It got just got weird. <laughs> what part of New Jersey? Old Bridge. Okay, I'm from Nutley. So All right, so a little for you're a little further north. Yeah, that's funny. I think I have some cousins in. I don't remember the name of it. It'll come back to me later. <laughs> are they Are they still there? Yeah, they're still there. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, brick. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. I was thinking it has something to do with building houses. <laughs> <laughs> brick has grown a lot. It's grown a lot in the in the past few years, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So why did you move to Florida? Because we uh, we can't retire, so we figured that we just pretend like we were. So you know that's the that's the dream of every uh, northeasterner is to uh, retire in Florida. So we're we're just doing it a little early. <laughs> it is. It's ranked one of the top places to live now in the whole country is Orlando, Florida. You just he just yeah. read that the other day. Bizarre. I feel like a Floridian wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's they well, they did they put a bunch of names in a hat and pulled one out and that's what they got. Like here are places people are moving. Oh, this one's good. This one's good too. <laughs> Did you guys? Do you guys? Are you like Disney fans? Is that why you chose Orlando? Yeah, yeah. we we saved a lot of money on travel and uh, and lodging by moving here. <laughs> but, A friend of mine live, uh, works for Disney World, so she, you know, she loves Disney. But <laughs> yeah, you kind of you kind of have to if you work there. That that's like not some place you can go in and not like where you work. You won't like that's, yeah. that's true. So um what made you guys I watched a bunch of your channel, but I feel like it's just kind of it's not, you know, it's not just baking, it's not, you know, it's a lot of everything. So how'd you come up with your name? Flower flower. I thought it was just gonna be like bread. <laughs> 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 I heard the name. I was like, oh, thank you. So how'd you guys get into doing your channel? And Well, initially, um, we started making fresh pasta and pizza in the house. And that was... From New Jersey, so of course. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the pasta requires, you know, water and flour. Mm -hmm. And the pizza is, you know, flour, yeast, and, and water. So like... Um, how do, how do we work these things together? And we started making, uh, you know, more, uh, I, I guess, uh, I don't even want to call it fancy recipes, but 
we instead of using just flour and mortar for pasta, we started using eggs. You know, and then uh, you know we we baked cakes and everything else. We're like, okay, so how do we tie it all together? You know, flour, eggs, and yeast covers all of the food. And then, uh, as you know from watching, I do a lot of uh, drink reviews, and that's where the yeast also kind of comes in. Mm -hmm. Right. So all the cool things that we like to drink, yeast are involved in uh, creating the experience. So what's your favorite drink you've made so far? Uh, personally in here for the channel. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got I got a lot of backlash from it. But when we got into quarantine and we're looking at what do we have in the house, right, because you couldn't go and get anything. I was like, I, you know, I really feel like I need a mental vacation. Let's make a Mai Tai. But we didn't have the, you know, the natural original recipe ingredients. So we substituted some things like mango and stuff and came out really good. Is that everybody started coming and going, you made it wrong, you made it wrong. So that was by far my favorite drink, but nobody else liked it. I mean, it tasted good, but you know, the internet did disapprove. <laughs> oh, the internet. Is that the, what's the video you've gotten the, uh, is it the one you've gotten the most like flack for or you got? another winner yeah i mean it's thankfully you know knock on this wooden desk that none of it's been really like you know vicious flack but uh, i would say yeah that was the one that people were kind of like let me tell you how it's done you know and i'm like what, what's going on here <laughs> look we made the video we're telling you how it's done <laughs> but yeah i would say that's it right i mean that yeah. one by or far we've been recently getting flack for when he makes bread he measures in grams like he uses a scale instead of oh cups and people were getting really angry they're like we live in america you know use cups and ounces i don't want to see grams and we're like oh my god <laughs> um yeah so, the food yeah. scale the food scale has definitely caused some issues with uh doesn't that make you like embarrassed to be American? You know, I get it. Like if you're used to doing something in one way and you're know, cooking a regular, you know, whatever, right? Chicken, steak, salads, you don't have to be really precise. But you know, yeah. when you bake something like bread, anything that has a chemical reaction, you have to have very tight ratios or you're not going to have the experience that you want. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people really get that because how many people do you know go and like, all right, I'm going to you know bake and not use a mix from the supermarket <laughs> or I'm going to make a pizza and not buy the dough from already done. So when you do it from scratch, I think you start to understand more about what it means to have a tightly controlled recipe. And, you know, a cup, every time you fill a cup of flour, it's going to have a different weight to it. I mean, they, you'd have to have a food scale to know that, you know? <laughs> so if you haven't bought one, you know, that's, uh, that's the leading indicator of people who don't really bake, you know, things that require precision. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, those are the ones. Well, are... it also, it drives me crazy too, because as a baker, like, you know, aside from all the technical things, like, you know, volume versus weight and all that other stuff, if you have the scales are only like 20 bucks now like they've got so cheap you can get cheaper ones on amazon yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll really only need like an 11 pound weight limit and when you have like a bowl and you can tear the scale you only have to clean that one bowl that's right <laughs> you know? that's right efficiency <laughs> yeah it's like no dishes compared to like 
having all these cups and then it's all tied together and you have to you know you get everything dirty anyway and it's a mess and it's like if I can just zero out my scale and kind of you know measure them so they're like not touching the, each other just in case you fuck it up <laughs> you can take I, some I don't know I don't know if your food scale has the magic button that changes things from grams to ounces and back and forth, but it does. It does. Ooh. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The you one know, that I, does it does pounds and ounces. Watch out. Like. Yeah. 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 I mean, what do we have to be told somebody like, look, I could tell you it's 200 grams, or I could have you measure out 7.093685 ounces. You choose you know exactly. <laughs> that's your choice <laughs> and sometimes the ounces they don't go they only go to like the hundreds place so you really need you know yeah. you need something more precise scrams mm -hmm. yeah, come on america get it that. together <laughs> hot, hot topic the food scams it's nice that people actually we we don't want to um I don't want to say confrontation. We don't want to be confrontational. We try to be really welcoming to anyone who leaves a comment. Um, but I think it's funny when people who are our community comment back to the people who leave negative comments. Um, that so, happens a lot on Instagram. People yeah. come third party rescue, I call it. Or Facebook. <laughs> that was Facebook like too. Facebook, yeah, yeah, Facebook too. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. You can just admit, you gotta make like a separate account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say what you really wanna say. <laughs> I'll tell them. <laughs> I'll tell them. Oh man. Yeah, people get so like into it too. And I'm like, man, it's just online. Like, yeah. It's okay. easy to fire away without actually putting yourself out there. Yeah. yeah that's something I think that we all do that makes the, the community a nice to interact with other people. Because we're trying to learn things, we try to teach things. It's just, you know, it, it kind of self uh, fulfills its own prophecy. And then you have somebody else coming who doesn't have any stake in the game. They're just, you know, lobbing the, the bombs in. And like, <laughs> right. And that seems to be very rarely, we have thankfully, again, knock on wood, never received anything too negative from another food channel or another drink channel. You know, they'll help you and say, hey, try it this way or this is good too. And we appreciate that because we don't know everything. You know, it, I learned that a long time ago that I probably know about a quarter of what I should. <laughs> so I accept help openly, right? I mean, it's yes. just, we have to do that. Yeah, I miss, but I do miss the, the shit talking. Like people are <laughs> too afraid to like say anything negative. Like uh, I even, when I started the Nacho Bowl challenge, I was like, I, I called out, uh, my friend John Barker, he's got a um, skull and mortar is his channel. He does like all barbecue basically. And I called him out because he used to be a, like a WWE wrestler. And I'm like, he knows how to shit talk. And I was like, come on, like, let's start a feud. Like, let's do this. <laughs> I want to. We got an wanna, angle. We got to work an I angle. Shit talk. <laughs> And so he makes his like video and he barely says anything. I was like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I had some good one-liners written down. <laughs> try to try to bait him into the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> I appreciate your efforts of trying though. Really. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. 
that's one thing in new, like i feel like people from new jersey like we should talk all the time <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes it's too much you know people don't know how to handle it if they're not from that you know circle oh, yeah. they're like wait a second what's going on here like why is this happening and it's just fun and games you know <laughs> yeah i remember when i transferred from uh being a flight attendant in uh, jfk to being a flight attendant in fort lauderdale I was talking to like one of the people in Fort Lauderdale and then, uh, you know, we were, I thought we were having a good time. <laughs> and person, Are you mad at so-and-so? I was like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said you were yelling at her. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> but, Oops. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny though. But, so anyway. How's uh? How do you like? What are you doing in Orlando? How's the uh? Are you growing any vegetables in quarantine, or are you just uh cooking? Yeah, there's there's been a couple of uh you know failures to launch in the in the vegetable garden. In the vegetable <laughs> as as you know, you know the growing season in Florida is bizarre. And uh, we had some tomatoes that were going pretty good, but then it got super hot and we were watering them three times a day, but it wasn't enough. It was like, you know, some of the things work out and uh, if others didn't. So maybe this year we're going to try peppers or something that may be more heat tolerant. And, uh, you know, other than citrus, you know, we have lemons and oranges and stuff that we grow. Oh, that's so cool. Potted trees. That's cool. Every, every once in a while we'll feature one in a, in a, in a video. Yeah, I, I kill everything, so I am not a gardener. He's good. Like you had just did a video uh, today. You you put out a video with the rooting hormone. Yeah, the basil, yeah. He, he uses that all the time. So he'll snip off some of our rosemary or our basil and or all sorts of stuff. Like we'll go on walks and he'll see, you know, interesting, you know, stuff along the way and he'll snip it and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I clipped a part of a, a tree or something. and. Mm-hmm on a walk I'm like oh that looks really pretty yeah now it's like super tall yeah so yeah so I asked I saw that comment I was like they're growing something <laughs> <laughs> it works really well on the tomato plants actually too the yeah. uh nipping yeah, in the uh, but uh the yeah the tomato season's just starting we want to try again oh well, yeah they're we're pulling them off they're, they're ripening now. We had, uh, right after it was cold that two days in January, <laughs> we planted the tomatoes and they grew pretty quick. So they're, uh, they're starting to pop out. Those were the, the ones that survived the heat wave of 2020. <laughs> yeah, there's a tomato called the Everglades tomato and it's native to Florida. Apparently it does really well in the high temperatures, so. I'm trying to the name Everglades. Uh, Everglades. Yeah, got it. <laughs> that one we can't forget. That one. So, uh, since you're not retired, what do you guys do for until you uh, are going to be YouTube famous and make all your money off YouTube ads? Do you mean working for a long time? <laughs> uh, I, I'm in IT. I, I work. Uh, you know, computer data centers and stuff. Very, very boring. <laughs> so, so you know how to make one of those crazy bat farms so we can just have uh, all the subscribers? 
<laughs> you know, all, all of my creative energy goes into YouTube these days. <laughs> but um, so I work for a company. I don't want to say the name because I don't know, but um, I develop stores across the nation. So it's fun and something I really love. And um, I think that no matter what job you have, if you can find something that you love about it and like focus on it, um, then you can go to work every day and feel excited about it. So um, my favorite thing about my job is that I get to interact with people um, very often. And even during 2020, even though I'm not traveling for work anymore, uh, it's all virtual. So I still get a chance to see people over, you know, um, Zoom or, you know, what we call Microsoft Teams. Um, and I think people kind of gravitate because they're not able to travel and they're not able to see people as often. People are very receptive and welcoming and um, it's just, it's fun. Um, so, but the YouTube part is I think both of our creative outlets. That's kind of like the fun um, weekend and night activity. So what are you working on for your channel? Like what's up, up, coming up next? <laughs> You want to say uh, mine or yours? I don't know. I mean, we have we have a bunch of stuff that she just got done editing. Yes. So we're not exactly sure what's going to come out in the order, but we have an idea. Mm -hmm. So that's as much as I know right now. Like I know this six or so videos that are kind of staged, but whatever so one comes. So you do all the uh, editing, Teresa? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All so of it. So much control. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, this past weekend, I was able to, I, I, I don't know if you do this or not, but I love it when I am ahead of the game and I have videos scheduled out, like it is in the YouTube, just ready to, you know, go public at a designated time that I choose. So um, this past weekend, I got eight videos done and it's all about sugar bombs. So it's the isomalt and you make them into a sphere and you put a filling in it and then you heat it up with hot water. Um, so that's kind of the next next series that we're doing, both boozy, you know, like so hot toddies um, and, you know, buttered rum uh, and then iced things like lemonade and juices. And I, I have a ton of ideas in here about editing but I can't make them translate <laughs> into a video. So I just let her do it. I'm like, here's my vision. And then maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. You know? <laughs> so the, what's the sugar bomb? The ice, it's isomal. Is this something you eat? Yeah, well, you drink. Yeah. So um, you take a sphere, like a, a silicone mold, and you okay. melt isomalt on the stovetop to about mm -hmm. 300 degrees. And then you pour it in the, in the mold, you spread it around, let it harden pop it out, um, fill one of the sides with a filling of your choice. So if you're sick, maybe it's a, a tea sachet and some lemon and some cinnamon and some honey, and then you seal the top of it. And then it's more of a show, you know, like, do you really need to put it in a sugar bomb? No, but people are loving it. So you put it in a, in a glass of your choice and you pour the hot water over it and you see it kind of explode. So that's kind of like why it's very popular on TikTok and even YouTube. It's um, 
and, and you could do any filling. So we're doing sugar now compared to hot chocolate that we were doing for two months previous. Yeah, the hot chocolate bombs. I like those. But yeah, they're very similar. Very, very similar idea. Yeah, the, uh, the isomal for people that are listening that don't know what that is, is it's a sugar-free sugar, but it absorbs less moisture than traditional sugar. So it has less chance of cracking. And that's actually what they make the giant sugar sculptures out of. And also when you heat it, usually like regular sugar will start to turn caramel color, but isomalt will stay clear and you can dye it with all fun colors and stuff like that. And you yeah. can make candies, like you can pull it and get the air in and make candy canes and stuff like that, add peppermint oil. It's a lot of fun. It was one of my favorite classes in pastry school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very dangerous, but a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you got to like triple up on your... Um, on your gloves mm -hmm. you, you know burn yourself but it's uh or and triple up on the you make like parchment bags and you got to triple at least triple up on those too because and staple it together because it gets so hot but it was always cool you get the heat lamp with the silk hat you have to pull it and everything it's so yeah. fun mm so Maybe where did you go to where did you go to school was it up in new york since you're up in new jersey it was actually in philly it was uh, the restaurant school at walnut hill college which was at the time was the only place you could get a bachelor's degree in pastry and my mom was all like you have to get a degree <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story that. right everybody hears that yeah <laughs> yeah turns out that's not true <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At the time, it was good advice. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that was always the safety net, right? Everybody was always like, you need to, a degree to fall back on in case this YouTube thing doesn't work. Well, that's probably true. But, you know, back then it was, you, you only have one path to doing anything that was, nobody ever told you that you needed a degree to open your own business. I mean, you know, let's just stifle the creative stuff and put you in school so that we can form you into whatever profession that we think you should be. And then later on you figure out, you know what, I could have just opened my own bakery and I didn't need all this. But yeah, you know, anyway, well, that's, that's a tangent for a different video. <laughs> yeah. But I, well, I think for like, for the baking side, I'm not sure if you needed, like I needed a, like a bachelor's degree um, because there's, at the time there was really good certificate programs in New York city. And it was a lot, a lot of it is who, you know, so yeah. if I, you know, learning how to make banana bread, it's going to taste the same, whether I make it in Philly or New York city, but I might learn from, you know, somebody like their teachers were like Jacques Torres, Bobby Flay, all the big names. So it's more about like trying to get, meet those people and the people that know them and then getting a better job once you graduate. Yeah, so, you're paying for the opportunity, right? At that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I don't I don't know if it was it was definitely worth it. It definitely needs some kind of schooling if you're gonna do pastry because yeah. you'd have to be, yeah, well you'd have to be really lucky to find a chef that would take the time to teach you pastry because it has so much chemistry and everything in it. Um, and you need for, a food like, scale. culinary, you could probably just wing it. Like right. culinary, that, just you, go and in you it. need a food scale with pastry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god! You have not so many people I was in school with 
they didn't uh, in all the books like when you're working with huge batches of things mm-hmm. it'll say three pounds but it doesn't say lbs it has the pound sign which everyone knows now as the hashtag <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> like what why does it say three hashtags <laughs> Dial hashtag five nine, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, because I never knew why they call in school too. They like taught it as the number sign, not mm-hmm. that like not that it meant pound, that it meant like the number should go there or something. So I was just like, oh, now I know why it's pound on the phone because it's actually pounds. I didn't realize oh, people true. use it. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Because I thought they just called it pound on the phone because you were so annoyed and you're just like, oh. right, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so before you started your channel, did you do you guys have any like restaurant experience or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny that you said that you went to the restaurant school of Philadelphia. So I went to the restaurant school of New York City. So I went to Soho, like in downtown Soho. Um, So I went and got culinary arts and pastry arts and I didn't get a bachelor's. I got an associate's degree, but, um, and then I, I've worked in so many bakeries and so many restaurants. And then we owned our own bakery for about four years in Texas, um, the two of us. So we did the majority of wedding cakes um, where I, I would decorate and he was more of the very meticulous um, I. So I remember working on this three-tier wedding cake and it was covered in fondant and he comes in and he goes, is that level? I was like, I, I think so. And he's like, I don't think it's level. And it's not like he would say do it over, but now I'm looking at it and I'm like, does it look bad? <laughs> so I was so mad. I just chucked the whole thing and recovered it. I was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> but he is, he's very meticulous. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of fly by the seat of my pants and he's very, you know, he wanted everything to be perfect that people were paying money for which was a good point you know he wanted to represent the brand um yeah so we're a good team like if i'm doing something for myself or for friends i i have more leeway but if you're paying me for something i want to deliver a product that you're paying for you know so i'll look at things real quick and just be like no like if i wouldn't pay for that then you shouldn't ask somebody else to that's the way i've always ran, ran things and it's frustrating and it drives me nuts and that's why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was awful. Like we would deliver cakes. We would do everything ourselves. So we would rent a van every weekend to deliver, you know, the wedding cake. And he would always be driving. Um, and I would be in the back with the cake. And I would always have a fix fixer up kit just in case something happens. Um, And just one of the experiences, I don't know if you remember, we were on the bumpiest road and he was only going like five miles an hour, but the cake was just like, just not. Not happy. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. It was awful. I'm like, who the hell got married here? You know, I'm like, like, this road has been unpaved for like five miles. Where are we going? I thought we were going somewhere where somebody's going to kill us. 
you know, that's how like remote it was, but it was beautiful when we got there. It's just, you know, anyway, that's a, again, a different video. <laughs> Did you have them like, you would stack them then before you left? I did. Yeah. I didn't know any better. So I would use dowels. I would use tons of dowels oh, yeah. like on the lower middle and then all through the middle. Um, but yeah, the one time I felt so bad. <clears throat> These two sisters both got married different months, both used our bakery. One sister was really sweet and one sister was not very sweet. Right. And the not very sweet one, the cake was flawless. We did so well. I was proud of it. And then the really nice sister on the way to the venue, it, the cake just smashed like up against the door. And I'm like, why does it have to be the nice sister that turned oh, no. <laughs> So I like did my best, but we just made sure the cake was like, you know, the messed up part was towards the wall. I just felt so bad. I was like, do you remember uh, that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't the way we would have normally left it, but it, you would have had to have like looked at it to know that something had happened. Yeah. But we knew it <laughs> happened and that made, you know, we made it more important to us than probably to them. I don't even yeah. think she realized, so that was good. Yeah. I feel like you people get really excited about their like wedding cake before the wedding, and then when it actually happens, they not even, they look at it like once and they're not even paying attention to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, there's been a couple of those, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't like doing wedding cakes. No, it's awful. The reason we stopped the bakery was, and I don't know if you'll remember this, like a week or two weeks before we were getting married, I decided that we needed to do one last wedding cake. And it was like a disaster. I thought it was a beautiful cake, but the it bride- was. I remember this. Oh, she was so mean and like- It wasn't really, it was her and maybe- Her the, mom. Her mom was more. And they demanded a full refund and like, but the cake was fine. Like it, it was- It was exactly what they asked for, yeah. exactly what they signed off on. It was, I approved it. It looked good. <laughs> and then uh, to boot, I mean, like the whole icing on the cake is that the, it was featured in a magazine. It was, yeah. Their whole wedding, like, and I'm looking like at all the like reviews and stuff they left on all of their wedding people. They trashed everybody. Yeah, not just us. They wanted everything for free. And it was featured in it was beautiful. a magazine. Yeah. There were pictures of it. Like there's all sorts of accolades. We wound up in the newspaper for it. Mm -hmm. And this lady went bonkers what? about yeah. why her cake wasn't exactly what we drew. And they looked at it and said, yes, this is what we want. And I- That I, rants over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and he's okay. Like, I don't know if you take things personally, but back then I took things so personally and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And here yeah. I is coming up and I'm like, have this person in the back of my head. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. People are crazy. They'll <laughs> <laughs> do anything to get something for free too. And oh. it's hard to, it's hard to like, cause you feel like you're in an alternate universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he, he was bad. He was like, do you want us to come pick up the cake? We can come pick up the cake. Oh yeah, like well, they they didn't want to pay the one people who want to pay when we got there. I'm like, well, I'll just take the cake home then. I said, I, I don't care. I'm yeah. like, it's up to you. 
If you don't yeah. want it, I'll take it. No, 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 no. Okay, then you have to pay for it. That's how this works. I leave cake, I leave with money. Otherwise, no, no deal. You know, that's a non-negotiable. Yeah, then you, you, I'm sorry. I said that this was this rant was over, but then we would have the other people who would call and be like, you know, I could make this cake for $12 because each box costs $2. I'm like, then do it. You know, like, let oh, me know my- now. We'll stop. You do what you want to do. Well, no, we, we don't want to do that. I'm like, then don't bring it up. I'm like, I, I don't have time for you and your Duncan Hines cake mix story. It just, <laughs> great. I love that. I didn't know we I'm were going to go. This up. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were going to be ranting. Sorry, Chef Grace. <laughs> It's got to at least entertain somebody, I guess. No one knows this about us, so it's a New Jersey shit talking coming out. The other lesson is don't buy a wedding cake from me. (laughs) Did you make your own wedding cake? No, no. No. I'm I'm debating that one. I think I might want to do it, but Uh, are you engaged? Uh, no. Eventually, it's a. Noel's got to get his airplane mechanic license and then we'll, we'll move towards that. But, you know, we've been together. We Our anniversary just passed. We've been together seven years now. So, Aww. nice. You know. Congratulations. Yeah. At least on <laughs> the seven years is tough to get to for a lot of people. Yeah, we were together nine years mm-hmm. so before we got married. So, yeah, we got time. Mm-hmm. I've known him since I was like 13. So, Aww. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say um, just from our experience always have that, that back up you know go and taste cakes and think oh, about I you meant person. <laughs> no. I that's what she thought too that is what she thought look at her face like, here's the joke here's the joke <laughs> you, you have to interrupt I can't deliver a story anymore I'm so sorry it seems like a good idea to make your own wedding cake until you get really close into that time frame, and you're like, I have to do this and this and this, and I have to be here, and these people have to be there, and it's like if you make your own wedding cake, now somebody else has to deliver it, and you know, it just it's a lot of stress. Yeah. It's it, because we thought the same thing. We'll just make our own cake. And I'm like, are we out of our minds? I'm like, whatever we have to pay somebody else to do it is worth not stressing about it. Mm-hmm. If you're you know a stressful type person, you do remember I made the groom's cake though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not the same thing though. The groom's cake. Did you do like a fun theme? Like, yeah, I made it in the shape of New Jersey. So (laughs) 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 and I had cannolis all over it and you know, it was fun. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You can take the girl out of New Jersey, but you can't take New Jersey out of the girl. Yeah, I remember people liking that. Like, oh my God, look at that! Yeah, yeah, they're all from New Jersey, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, or at least we're able to identify the shape of the state. So either way, you know, worked. <laughs> people were excited. It wasn't like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a weird state that people may not Rhode know. Island? No, like like Idaho or something like where it has like a really unique shape, and people are like, what is that? You know. <laughs> I mean, New Jersey is pretty unique, but it's like everybody knows that's New Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, true. If you just have one of those like square, like oh, middle, yeah. you're the like, ah, 
Yeah. <laughs> the Oklahoma could be Nebraska. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make a good shirt either. <laughs> <laughs> so have, with the yeast, have you tried to brew any of your own alcohol? Yeah, yeah, I, um, I vent wine. Um, in, in Texas, we used to be able to go to the vineyards there, which were remarkably similar to what you would get in like California because of the, the ter terrain and we lived in the, the hill country. So you could always go and, and get grapes from them. They crush them and everything for you and you just take them. You know, if they, wow. it was like their second tier that they'd normally sell to like other wineries. And, uh, you know, we take those and there was a, a home brewing store there that had a whole, you know, kit and stuff you could buy. And then I'm like, okay, so that was cool. And then uh, we moved away from there and I found out that now you can order the grapes, you know, online and you know, from all over the world. They'll send them to you either frozen or crushed already, you know, juiced in a bag. So I do that. I, mean, I make a lot of wine at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to make beer, but it, it's more of a process because it's got to be cooked outside. And it's, it's a longer, uh, it's a longer amount of time. Like the wine you kind of do and you let it sit and you wait. There's not a lot of cooking and, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, we, we do them, but it's mostly, mostly wine these days. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do you make a sourdough from the, you can use the yeast from the making the wine to make sourdough too. Yeah, we, we haven't done that. Uh, I don't do a heck of a lot of sourdough anymore. Uh, it just got frustrating from the time. Like, I don't like to wait, you know, like sit there and you feed the yeast and let it go. Like, I just like to go. You know, when I have the energy or the, the want to do something, I just want to start going. So we would make uh, like Poolish or Biga for breads. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to start this up tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to be at again tomorrow. I want to start now. So I stopped. I stopped obsessing with sourdough just from the time of waiting for it to actually become something that's tasteful. And does it hurt the bread? Yeah. I think our, our bread quality has gone down a little bit, but we made up for it in other ways. <laughs> yeah it's been a while since i made some bread i gotta like revive my mom again but uh i did i used to do it on like laundry day because i had to you know you go. go back and switch it and come back and do a fold and then do that that's cool yeah. that was a good it was good timing for that but then you had to make sure you had all the dough off your hands before you put <laughs> 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 the laundry there's a couple of, oh, what is that, baby? I was like, oh, you got some mom on the future. I, I like to wash the dough off with uh, flour to get, yeah. just remove it all. And then, you know, before you clog up the sink. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much all though. People don't realize, like, even if you have a garbage disposal, it's terrible for your, mm -hmm. um, for your plumbing. Like, I love, I have a, it's like a plastic card it's you just call it a bowl scraper but it's like pretty flexible and i scrape everything all the time before i put it in the sink and people will just you know they just wash it and it gets all gummy and it gets even for the uh like the countertops and stuff too like the scraper like the bench scraper for that is you need it man oh it's i understand why people are like gluten intolerant because that stuff is hard to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think of it that way, right? Yeah. Totally. 
I mean, I a lot of people are just like, you know, the pansies, but it's, it's a real thing. <laughs> like, oh man. Because even when it dries, like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. You, you miss a little piece of dough, you'll know that, that turns like a glue really hard. So is there anything I didn't ask you yet about your channel that you want to tell everyone about? Um, let's see. What would we want to tell people? Um, We're still working on our first million views. <laughs> um, oh, our goal is 2,000 subscribers. Um, so we're pretty, we're like, we're hovering. We're like staying at the same number all this week which is, you know, you see go up and then down and up. It's all, it's all around 1550 right now. So, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so he has his buzz with your cuz series every Friday, right? So, or every Thursday now, um, and he's taking it on the road. So we have a lot of footage before COVID that we never got a chance to produce where he would taste um, beers and wines from around the area, including theme parks. And so, you know, he's going to be, well, I'm going to produce it, but he's going to be doing some unique things and I'm going to put some magic in there. And I think it'll be a really fun series. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure which month it'll be, um, maybe April or maybe May. So what theme parks we going to? Whatever ones will let us end still. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already have some we, footage. We, we, yeah. we have some from Disney. Um, yeah. I think the stuff that we did in, in Universal is kind of like unusable now. But it was filmed mostly vertical. and Before we knew better. <laughs> there was a lot of like ancillary noise and things kind of like distractions happening. And I don't, think, I don't think it's something that we could just put out now. So we may have to revisit some of them. Uh, originally, we started doing the stuff for family and friends. Yeah, on, on Facebook and, you know, just, you know, through text messaging and other things. Uh, you know, it was just like a fun hobby. So we never really intended to turn it into a full YouTube channel until we did. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was, um, it was a lot better, I think, from like it, Facebook started, you know, turning pretty bad as far as having regular conversations that weren't like some geopolitical nonsense which, you know, doesn't help us connect with family and friends at all. So YouTube kind of removed the ability for people to come in and, you know, take things in a different direction. So it was yeah. nice now, like the people who want to see it, they know where to find it. They don't have to weed through, you know, memes and other crap. It's just, you know, here's the channel. Here's the dates we're putting stuff out. If you like it, view it. If you don't move on, you know, and, and everybody's happy with that. So I, I think that worked out great. Mm -hmm. But we are going to Star Wars, so Star Wars land. So there's some cool bars in there um, that he he's going to do sneak peeks about. You know, this is an unrelated comment to what you just said. Uh, one of the things that drives me absolutely batty about YouTube and release schedules, like we don't want to put too many videos out. We could probably do four or five a week if we really wanted to. Nobody else wants to see that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what drives me nuts is when we produce something and it kind of sits in the queue and then other channels start doing it. And you're like, I can't release it now. It looks like I copied it. 
you know, I'm like. <laughs> I thought so, I was in trouble just now because yeah. I, I saw him look at me and I'm kind of in trouble because he has shot all the content and it's just sitting and I'm, I'm producing, right? So kind of. Kind of, I'm in trouble. That's what I said. It has nothing to do with the Star Wars stuff or anything like that. I was just thinking um, along the lines of like how we determine to release things and mm -hmm. what's important to us and how we do it. Uh, obviously, we don't own all of the ideas in the world. You know, nobody does, but it's always nice to put out something that you were thinking about and went through and produced without having somebody go, you know, uh, channel blah, 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 just did the same thing. And you're I like, know. Like, there's this amazing channel. Her name is City Foodie Farm. Oh, yeah. And like what was funny is that we he shot a chocolate chip cookie video uh, quite a while ago. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I've got to get on that. And then she came out with the most amazing chocolate chip cookie video. And I was like, well, now I don't want to put ours out. You know, like, <laughs> one, I don't want her to feel like we're copying her. And then hers were so unbelievably awesome. I need to give it some time, you know, like let that. Yeah, I, I, I thought about doing a chocolate chip cookie video. And then like three days later, my friend Phil posted one and I was like, no, I can't do chocolate chip cookies, but yeah. now it's been like six months. So I feel like I can do one. It's safe. <laughs> now it's safe. It cooled down. <laughs> I know. It's so sad because you don't, you know, no one owns chocolate chip cookies, but you know, you want to be, you know. I feel like there's like, especially with food, there's like seasons of food. So right. I feel like, like focaccia season is probably going to come up again, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, we, just, uh, we just did one. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, yeah, I, I just, made, like, I just think it's, uh, every, for some reason, people just, you know, they have the same ideas at the same time because it's the season for that food. But I think when, you know, it doesn't matter because you're going to put a different spin on it than I'm going to do. So it's kind of, helpful to do the same kind of videos because people will just keep watching and watching and watching you yeah, know i think that's why i like to participate in a lot of like the food challenges or things where a lot of channels are doing the same thing and hashtagging it uh, just because even though everybody's creating with the same like end goal in mind to hit criteria of some kind you see the vast amounts of creativity where you're like oh i, I would have never thought of that that's a great idea you know, but here's what I did. And they're sometimes thinking the same thing. And I, I just find that to be incredibly motivating. So like, hmm, you know, how do I meet this challenge without doing the same thing that everybody else is doing? And everybody's thinking the same exact thing. So you get all these really unique and great outcomes. So I, I've really been following a lot of those channels that are doing them. Well, if you guys want to participate in the hashtag Nacho Bowl 2021, it's going to, uh, I didn't understand. I no, didn't, no I didn't one, ask about what it was. Well, no one has called us out. And I watch people like Parnell, Parnell the chef or chef, uh, chef Parnell. I was like, oh, is he going to call us out? Because he knows us. So I think that as your challenge is growing, mm -hmm. like, hopefully someone calls us out. But isn't that well, how what it is, works? What is it before? I don't want to be called it's out. Her I, know it's her <laughs> no, I know it's her challenge, but I'm saying, like, I want to know what it is that I have to do. Some things I feel, I feel are just outside of. You got to make some nachos. Well, you got to make nachos and you got to, okay. uh, you got to call someone out. 
if you want to like you have to meet like if you want to win the challenge you got to do all the rules like some people are not calling anybody out and i'm like well then you can't win i'm sorry <laughs> like, oh, so there's a winner for this that's pretty cool yeah you get you get to have another interview with chef grace <laughs> that's okay that's okay you know it's something to that people could work for or or not you know it's funny because you know when people say uh challenge they automatically assume that there's a winner but in, in many of these there's not yeah. you know the winners are the viewers or you know the other food channels mm -hmm. so i think it's cool that you have something you know if it's an interview or you know you flash a logo on the screen or something who cares right but at least you have rules to the game and an, and an outcome tied to those rules so i can appreciate that so I was thinking it was more like telephone, like we can't participate until someone calls us out. So we could just do a video. Oh, you could just do a video okay. and call someone out and you got to like and comment on someone else's video, okay. but you can't do it on your own video because that would just be, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I call out me, <laughs> like and comment. Done. Oh. Well, you're a baker, so you should participate in our collaboration this month. So we'll do your nacho challenge. And so our collaboration is hashtag Irish cake 2021. And all you have to do, there's three rules. It has to either be green or Irish themed, like a cupcake or a cake. <clears throat> then you have to use the hashtag and it, you have to upload your video any day by April 1st. So um, everyone, everyone's gonna stop watching them after tomorrow because tomorrow's St. <laughs> <Saint> Patrick's Day. <laughs> it, it works really well in his cocktail community. So he's about to do uh, hashtag drunken shamrock 2021. And oh, they do Fino, a- uh, Fino Valentino over there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. took the idea from them. Those get watched all the way through. I mean, we still get views on the video from that playlist. Uh, yeah, from, I did the from uh, January. We're spicy doing, cocktail challenge with them. Yeah. But yeah, they're, spicy, that's really over there. Spicy was, cocktail was fun. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did you make? We made um, like a, a riff on a Moscow mule, but with uh, bourbon and serrano peppers rather mm -hmm. than vodka and lime juice. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, it was a little, it was a little spicy. I mean, for, for real, well, at one Serrano's point, I, like, yeah, well, I sliced the Serrano up. The first thing I was, I was gonna muddle it. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, that could be really bad. So, <laughs> so I sliced the Serrano up and uh, yeah, I was drinking it. I'm like, oh, this is good. And then like, when we stopped filming, I took a bigger sip, not paying attention, and the Serrano like contacted my my lip, and it was hot. And, like it was it was good. <laughs> like alcohol will open up your pores and stuff, and get, oh my god, that's what happened. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> thing, you know, your face would be burning for like hours. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I did I did a spicy cinnamon pineapple cocktail because I I felt one. like I gonna do a pepper so i was like what else is spicy that's not a pepper <laughs> but irish cake mm -hmm. and you don't have to make it irish it could just be green um and so we have about 
20 submissions so far, and there's not going to be any winner. So all I'm doing is I'm creating a playlist with everyone's videos and, you know, kind of like letting them know, hey, thanks for contributing and you're on the playlist now. And so people are kind of watching each other's videos in support. Um, and at the end, after April 1st, we're going to delete everything. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to compile everyone's submissions kind of like and do snippets and it's also on Instagram. So for example, um, his sister, she's going to be submitting a picture to us, you know, and putting it on Instagram. And so I'll include pictures from Instagram that are participating and put it in a a, a video uh, montage and saying thank you to the community here's all the channels that participated and kind of like giving shout outs to every single video or picture that was submitted that's cool mm -hmm. are you going to do another one next month because i feel like i'm not going to get it I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe. 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 Right. Mm -hmm. i, I want to think of another challenge too i like the challenges they're fun mm -hmm. but I had this one guy who did like three different videos. Oh, for the nachos. <laughs> really? I, I don't have the heart to tell him like it's not cumulative, like you can't add all the videos. Oh. But he, there's nice, so though. Well, if you keep coming up with ideas, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. okay with that. I would think that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, he was so, yeah, it was funny. He did uh, I, one where he dressed up as the Colonel. <laughs> where you dressed up as uh elvis that's then, cool yeah they were really funny chappie's tiki bar that's the guy oh my god i love him his little yeah. dog who sits on the bar uh, me um what is that dog's name it's adorable it just sits there it's so well behaved mookie that's the name mookie, mookie. yeah it's adorable yeah, he's either he's in somewhere tropical. I don't know where he is, but I don't know either. Mm -hmm. I think I might just interview him because he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Every tiki bar is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so where's the first place you're gonna go out to eat when you uh, can go out to eat? <laughs> So I just ironic. asked. Yeah. I just asked him that at dinner time because I'm tired of us eating dinner at home. <laughs> So I'm, I'm not time? tired of eating at home, by the way. I'm tired of cooking, but not of, of not of eating. I'm, I'm certainly okay to continue eating here and anywhere else I can get my hands on food. So you um, say yours and I'll say mine. Yeah, I think we had different ideas, you know. And it's funny because it, it really evolved. When the pandemic first started, I'm like, I had a list. I'm like, as soon as this is over, we're going here, 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 and here. And then slowly I'm like, well, you know what? I really didn't miss that place that much. Or I can create the items that are on their menu. So uh, one of my favorite things to eat is a, a Chile Rileno. And there's a, a Tex-Mex place by us called Chewy's. And I think that that would be my first place to go. I, I can't really make that in the house. I, I, if I did, it wouldn't be good. And uh, I'm kind what of- What is crazy. a Chile Rileno? It's um, a big, uh, it's not a bell pepper. It's, um, it's either a poblano. It's a big poblano pepper and it's cut and they'll stuff it with, you know, meat could be beef, cheese, uh, beef and cheese or chicken, uh, steak, whatever, you know, you stuff it and then it's deep fried. 
So it's floured and, and deep fried and then they can put it back together and it is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would have done that for the channel if I had any confidence that <laughs> I could make it happen. <laughs> I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Like, I look at them like, like to me, the concept of deep frying a poblano, a stuffed poblano pepper with uh, you know, a flour uh, and breading on the outside. I'm just like, it, I'm going to pull this thing out of the oil and it's just going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they, they probably freeze it before they do it. Like they cook everything and then freeze it so it stays tight. That that would be smart money would, would be on something like that. Yeah, frozen mm -hmm. or I don't know. All I know is it's delicious and it costs <laughs> about 12 bucks there and it's worth every cent. <laughs> I was I was just thinking about doing a like a stuffed pepper video because I I've been doing a lot of yeah like it's so popular right now I don't I, I didn't even think. know I was just like oh I kind of want to eat some stuffed peppers <laughs> it's bizarre right yeah. you're just saying it's like you know, everybody has the same idea and the same creative like everyone's just plugged in together nobody knows <laughs> that's crazy the YouTube analytics knows exactly what we want. <laughs> That's, yeah, probably. I mean, you saw the uh, social dilemma? Mm -hmm. No, it's this uh, documentary about how like social media is like manip manipulating everybody. <laughs> oh, makes sense. I was like, oh, that's why I want stuffed peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I keep seeing these stuffed peppers everywhere. I don't get it. I don't understand, but I think I want one. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good. It's pretty interesting from advertising overall, like how you get susceptible to like messaging that you don't necessarily even know is there. And, uh, you know, it drives the whole thing. Like, I'll look at it and be like, this advertisement is not working. But then like two or three days later, I'm like, I remember your tagline. You know, I know the actor or actress who is in there. And I'm like, I guess it worked. I'm like, <laughs> People get paid a lot of money to make you understand the way you should be feeling <laughs> or what you should be buying or spending your money on. You know, there's an art form to it, which is lost on me as a producer, but I've certainly take the content subjectively <laughs> and act on it. <laughs> All right, so I actually got to get going, but uh, it was great talking to you guys and I'll, you know, I'll see you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reaching out, uh, Chef Grace. We loved it. I do have one question before you go. It's a short one. Are those uh, two Oroso tomatoes and Cento behind you on that rack? Yeah. Of course they are. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when you did that, when you moved your head over, I'm like, oh, look, there's two Oroso tomatoes. Yeah. That's how you know I'm addicted. That's, you know, I just outed myself. I belong in a and step program on tomatoes and never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun. <laughs> it was great to talk with you.